Hello and welcome to another MyTunes podcast with me, Mark Tiley, right here at manxradio.com. Mark Tiley, the nation's station, Manx Radio. My MyTunes guest this week may well have taken your photograph. If you've been on the Isle of Man a wee while, sometime since 2005, you might have done. Because, for many years, that's exactly what she did. Took wonderful photographs. And is doing something else now. But we'll talk about that later. Please welcome to my tunes, Marianne McCourt. Thank you for coming in. Thank you very much for asking me. It's exciting. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious as to well, where you're going to take me. Well, we, it's just going to be a rock and roll adventure. Uh, looking at your music choices, it's going to be a brilliant week. I love the diversity of the music, but it is qu- quite rocky. Would you say you're a rock chick? I think I might be a bit on the quiet looking at this. I've had real trouble picking out the, <laughs> the, the music um, of just trying to narrow it down to four songs. So I think a lot of early memory stamps are... Are more rock orientated, yeah. 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 yeah, well, I think they're brilliant, they're fabulous choices. I tell you now, do not miss the podcast. I know it's miles away, it's not happening till Thursday because there's some full length versions of stuff you won't get all of it during the week, but on the podcast, you will. So just trust me, go for the podcast on Thursday afternoon. Before we get there, let's have you growing up now. Not born in the Isle of Man, came across in 2005, but born in London. Yeah, I was born in London. Um, and I'm not sure I like the idea of you telling me to grow up. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a great thing never to grow up. But yeah, yeah I was yeah. born um, on the outskirts of London and then moved down to Devon when I was about five with mum and dad. Then we moved to Guernsey and I went to school there. So I've got lots of old school buddies in Guernsey. Then mum and dad divorced when I was about 21, um, having done a photography degree up in Walsall, Birmingham. And Mum and I moved back to Devon, so that gets us to about 21-ish. Yeah. Which is actually is a very long time ago. Well, let's stay there for a while, because the photography, really, before you went on that course, your degree course, you were taking photographs from quite a long, uh, quite an early age, weren't you? Yeah, a friend and I had a darkroom set up in her granny's bathroom, and we had all the trays, you know, when you do the, the wishy-washy bit of all of all that, and the developer, so we learnt on film cameras there's nothing digital then and um, so you learnt how to expose properly and how to take what you wanted because printing was a, a different thing and you learned how to print everything was done manually but it was a great passion and she and I used to go off to Exeter for courses and it was just sort of a weekend thing so I've always loved it I've always been very very visual I understand visual much better than um, the written word. In the days you're talking about, I was also taking photographs and developing them myself. I think one of the things that strikes me is volume. These days, with digital, you can do a thousand and it's fine and you can get yourself burdened with going through thousands and thousands of photographs. When you were using film, you know, probably maximum on a stroke was 36 uh, and you, you took a back and had a look. And Do you think we took more care over getting getting the sort of thing sorted before you ended up taking loads and loads of photographs? Great question, variable answer. I think some people now who I know have had a lot of training or who train people are equally specific in what they take, how they frame, whatever. Um, but it is very easy because it's completely free to go out and shoot a million crappy photographs as opposed to take one. I remember a guy teaching me during the TT and he said, you know, why people have got a... a 
the speed on and you could take 20 or 30 in a few seconds. He said, why do you want to take 30 crap photographs, Marion? Just take one good one. This is how you do it. And it was such a blessing to be taught by him a lot about DT photography. So it, it really, it's thinking about what you want the end picture to look like as opposed to just going with a wish and a prayer. So has the composition, I suppose my real question is, has the composition of beautiful photographs changed with the advent of digital or not? I don't know if the composition of the final image has changed. I think how you get there has changed massively. I used to love working in a darkroom because, as opposed to now, you weren't quite sure how it was going to look until it sort of came up in front of your very eyes. Well, it was interesting because when this friend and I had a, a wee darkroom that you, you, could, you could change it slightly by, I'm sure you're not meant to, but rubbing in raw developer and stuff to make it darker or dodging and burning. But then when I was at college in Warsaw, we actually had really grown-up machines that you had to get everything... All the expertise had to be done in the printing because it went in the machine and you couldn't change anything. And that was like a real novelty then. It was as good a machine as the press had. But before then, you could change it a lot more yourself. It's just a learning curve and technology is an amazing thing when you use it to help you as opposed to destroy you. Yeah. Let's have your first choice of music. And I adore this track. Talk me into it. Why have you chosen the Hothouse Flowers? This is one of my go-to songs if I'm feeling a bit down in the dumps and I need cheering up um, and I, I like watching it on, on video as well because they they put a lot of that back into my Voom let's put it that visually, the gentleman there um, but I love it because it's life's ups and downs it talks about challenges, it talks about problems and obstacles and there's just, a, I, I really love words so obstacles to me are challenges, they're never something to stop you, they're just something oh how can I get around it um, and where also the interesting thing is we're, we're taught, I'm going all life coachy here, we're taught to avoid pain. It's a basic human instinct. We avoid pain and we go towards pleasure. And when we can just see that pain is a cycle, it comes and it goes, like emotions, they come and go. Life really opens up. And in here they talk about the rainbow. Um, if you have a rainbow, there's going to have to be some rain, you know. So I just love this song. Here is the rainbow I've been praying for 
iTunes this week, my guest is Marion McCourt, who for many, many years was taking pictures of a lot of things that moved and some that didn't across the Isle of Man. And she hinted yesterday about moving into a different area. We're going to save that for later on in the week. But Marianne, I want to go back to photography because I love taking photographs, always have done. We talked about developing the old school smell of the chemicals, the mystery of the darkroom. But when you were really really busy taking photographs what were your favorite subjects oh what an excellent question i have a reputation for making people look great and people will say why did you get the best brides and grooms and whatever and you think well everyone has beautiful things about them and when you can find that beauty in someone i think you start getting great photographs it's getting an empathy with the person and the person trusting you enough to to be able to see that side of them 
One of my great joys over here in the Isle of Man was photographing um, Davy Knowles and Backdoor Slam. And when we first moved here, they used to play down in Port Erin. So it must have been the Bay Hotel. Yeah, yeah. And we'd all be crammed in and you'd kind of get to the front with a camera and, and, and be taking photographs. And that was a great joy. So I love photographing people. The main thing would be people. I've done quite a lot of landscape, a lot of TT work, but just love that connection with people. And Davey, well, we're going to play something by him at the moment, very particular version of a song as well. I'm glad you've dug that out, because I've never heard this until today, which is very exciting. Half the reason I do this. People surprise me with lovely tunes. So you, you've got a lot of pictures of Davey. Yeah, the original band. I put together a wee book for them, and I think Davey's probably still got it, but it was the original band, and I photographed them playing, and then I did a shoot down on the beach down in Port Erin. So I had great, great fun, and he's just a delight, an absolute delight. I think he's one of the most inspirational young people. He's polite, he's kind, but God, does he kick ass and play guitar. Yeah. You know, he is a master. And one of the reasons I chose this is because he's he's an inspiration, he is a master. He's an absolute master of his craft, which is just a delight to see anyone who loves what they do. It's almost like he's just in flow the whole time with it. We it's... will come on to the track shortly. You, you touched on weddings. <laughs> how, how difficult is it to, to be a successful wedding photographer? Again, it's back to empathy. It's back to understanding what the bride and groom want and having a bit of a thick skin as compared to other people may be concerned because you can be given a list of, of photographs that they essentially want. And, and that can be tricky, but I had great fun doing it. I, I love doing it. Oh, I did love doing it. I don't do them anymore. It was a joy. It really was. And, and when people trusted you to be creative, which is why they employed me and gave me the time to be creative, it was one of the most lovely things to do what were the trickiest moments in any wedding i don't need you to name the bride the groom or indeed the mother of the bride have you had particular oh my goodness really moments yes i think it would be fair to say one was um a bride and groom and the parents had separated so there were lots of sets of parents and they'd wanted a picture of the mother and father of one of them and i was kind of humouring it along which is the best way of this sort of thing and I heard everyone behind me go <gasps> and I just looked and said come on you two it's not your day just I, I won't use the language that I use because it was probably slightly irreverent but um, we got the picture it's only difficult if you make it difficult if you treat it with humour and I think there are a lot of situations in life that they can be difficult or you just think how are we going to get around it I was being paid to get a picture of A and B I got the picture of A and B it's all about communication. I would arrange with them how long we'd have between A and B. Some extraordinary Australian photographers, American photographers, actually take the bride and groom away for about two or three hours between the wedding and the, the, the reception, um, which wouldn't work over here. But I think it, most of things in life about communication, if, if you say, if we got an hour, if we're going to do this, it's going to take an hour, and they say, we only want to be half an hour, then you have to say, OK, what, what can we compromise on? So... As with many things, it's about communication. I went to a Canadian wedding where that happened. I had no idea what was going on. Then they went for three and a mm. half hours, including a boat ride. And the, well, I didn't even recognise them when they came back. They probably didn't recognise you, but there we go. You know. <laughs> that, that was that. So, Davy Knowles, we talked about him. We talked about these days. Tell me about the specific version of this cracking track coming up for air. I love it because it is just Davy at his best. He went from playing over here to being at one level and then he just got elevated. It was just blown out of the water. I mean, just extraordinary talent. I, I just, 
utterly inspired by him. But this is just him. It's the rawness of the voice, but it's the gentle. It's, it's all those opposites and just extraordinary guitar playing. And I'm just thrilled that you'd never heard it. That has made my day. Here it is from the Best of the Bootlegs 2017 album, David Knowles, coming up for air.
In a little list of tunes that I have in front of me, there is a woman coming up, and she's going to be featured today, who happens to be one of my very, very favourite female artists in the rock genre ever. Marianne, women in business, women in rock. I know we're going to talk quite a bit about personal development and life coaching. How are things going? This is a very big question. How are things going for women in 2023? That is a huge question. Yep. I think that there is a, a seed change happening 
for good. And I think there's a lot of things going on that are that aren't working that well as well. I think that there's an awareness amongst women about a power, an innate power we have, that frequently isn't used. And I think that men and women actually are conditioned to believe that we don't have the power to change things. It's just the way we've been brought up. And I think there's an awful lot of things going on which are really exciting about realising that if you tap into your own power, which is a very, very personal thing, there's so much we can do, even if everyone around us tells us that we can't do it or that we shouldn't do it or that we shouldn't dare to dream we can do it. And I think this does apply to men as well, because sometimes I think it just applies to everybody, whoever we are. We are just, we have to get out of this conditioning. Oh, you can't do that. You shouldn't do that. Why the hell do you think you can do that? To come back and saying, actually, yeah, damn it, I'm going to do that. That's what I want to do. That's what I love. That's what makes me smile. You can talk about it being a purpose. You can talk it about being a, um, your religion, your whatever you want, words you want to use it. But I, I think it's very, very powerful. When we, I looked at this artist, Kate Bush, um, only recently there was a whole evening on uh, BBC uh, Four, I think it was, about her and about her development as an artist and the people that helped her. And the people that helped her were so positive when you had the likes of Peter Gabriel, David Gilmore, people who recognised her as a talent and I think sheltered her from the male-dominated record industry as it was then because it was brutal. But when she started out, you know, these companies were massive, all controlling. You know. She kept an innocence about her, didn't she? And I think her family were a very, very big part of that. And as you said, a lot of people mentored her. But she kept that innocence. And if you look at it sort of now today, you'd kind of say that she she didn't give a <clears throat> about no. what people thought about her. She did her own thing. She was extraordinary. I mean, she was off the wall to begin with, wasn't she? There was nothing else. And, you know, I remember first seeing her and I thought, what the heck is going oh, yeah. on? You know, what is all this Wuthering Heights stuff? It was just the weirdest thing ever. But I think she... She had that innate power and that innate belief in herself, which was championed. And that, I think, is just magical, absolutely magical. When she was performing as well, I mean, she did study dance. She studied mm. mime and, and uh, the whole image thing. Just, But it was very natural. I know it was bonkers, but it was incredibly natural. Yeah, and incredibly feminine. I kind of, when I was looking at a, a balance to some of these... um very rocky tracks she just the words that came up for me were exquisite feminine there's something about her that although she was she as you said in the genre of rock but very very feminine and very but very powerful that beautiful mix where you get the opposites of words of fierce and feminine and gentle but strong and and i just love that di dichotomy and i just love the way she stayed true to herself now tomorrow we're going to talk about uh, life coaching and your involvement in personal development but just before we play Kate Bush, which doors still need to be kicked open for women in our lives today? Another enormous big question. The doors that keep us stuck are the doors that are in our head. There's a story about a fly who's bashing into a glass door, a glass window, and he eventually dies because he's bashing into it. And there's a door right next to it. If he'd just flown a little bit further, he'd have gone out. And there's a big old story about this fly. If we want to change something, I believe that we all have the power to look at how we want to do it. So to answer the question, if you want to open a door, whether you're whatever sex you are, open it. Work out how you can open it. The only person that's keeping it stuck is probably what's going on in your head and your belief that you can't change it. So to actually open the doors, once we work out that the reason the door is shut is because we've shut it, in most of the cases, it's just having that belief in yourself that you can do something. And you don't have to open a door and smash the wall down. You could just maybe 
turn the handle a wee bit. You know, sometimes we get so scared because it seems such an enormous thing as how we're going to open the door. Just walk towards it. That's the first step. Mm. You know, it, I think sometimes we look at things as too big. If we just look at it a challenge, if you came up to a door and there was a key in it, what would be the first thing you did? <laughs> Try the key. Yeah. yeah. And that, that could be the first thing that actually allows you to move forwards. Thank you. You're welcome. Let us go back and let us play something from Kate Bush. What are we going to have? We are going to have this woman's work, which I just think is one of the most extraordinary tracks. And one of the lines in this, or some of the lines, is all the things we should have said and we didn't, all the things we should have done and we never did. So it really tugs on your heart. If there's things you want to say, things you want to do, just decide you're going to do them and take the first step.
It's Thursday. It's my final day with my wonderful MyTunes guest, Marianne McCourt, who's been with us all week. We've talked a lot about photography, talked a lot about music, and I'm delighted about that. But today, I want to talk about your move into a different area, because you're not taking so many photographs anymore, but you're heavily involved in life coaching and personal development. What prompted you to make that change? I have become more and more interested in the mind and how we think and how we think allows us to do things or how we think keeps us stuck. And and I've just found it fascinating. So I delved more and more into the study of that and that naturally developed into helping other people see why they're stuck and helping them to get where they want to go. And having that belief, I think it's 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 marvellous. Someone champions you and says, yeah, I know, I, I know you can do this. It's so powerful. So it became really from my journey of learning and then wanting to help other people, sharing what I'm learning. Um, and I'm a perpetual learner. I will always be learning. I've got that kind of brain that just wants to study and learn. And to use that and get paid to use that and to help other people is just magical. Now, did this involve a considerable amount of retraining as well? Yes. Yeah, I've done quite a lot of training. I've done lots of different courses um, to do with mindset, to do with coaching, to do with optimising who you are, a whole load of different stuff, and take the bits of all those things to work out how I can help someone become who they want to become. I was talking to a good friend of mine, a retired doctor, actually, about how complicated life is for everybody at the moment. And the search for peace and tranquility within your even within your own home is getting harder and harder due to all the devices or the sudden contact with friends and this and that before before all that you could go to your bedroom as a youngster and read a book and you didn't know what your friend was having for lunch which was quite refreshing it was magical has it got really more difficult is what i'm saying to turn off and to really relax i think it's a matter of you saying to your brain this is what we're doing because many people you either get run by your brain or you run your brain you know it's one of those things and we can get into habits we have habits that are good habits we have bad habits but they're choices which is fascinating you think oh I didn't realize it was a choice well it is so I switch off um, stuff at night so I don't watch films and go straight to bed I, I'm not online and go straight to bed I give my brain a chance to calm down and I make certain points during the day where I do things um, very consciously I think I've become much more conscious about my time but when I was young, sound very old, when I was young, social media didn't happen. No. You know, a, a mobile phone was the size of a breeze block. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't that was when I was in my 20s. So things have changed massively, but a lot of social media puts people into victim mode. Oh, I did this and I did that. Whereas actually, just turn off Facebook, switch it off. If you don't like something on telly, switch it off. We, we don't have to bombard ourselves with all this crap that's coming up. We really don't. I love Facebook. I love social media. I use it. I use it. It's a tool for me. They're all tools. It doesn't use me. I don't allow it to become an addictive thing. I use it and it's fun. And I think, OK, I'm going to do this, this. And that's what I use it for. I guess, well, I know in, in the radio world and TV world, we're all looking at things a lot because you do pick up things that you want to discuss on, on a programme or whatever. Somebody said to me, it was all so simple when we were little. A holiday romance. Boy meets girl, boy or girl meets boy. Uh, they go back home, girl writes to boy, boy doesn't reply, that's the end of it. <laughs> Brilliant. I love it. 
absolutely no, brilliant. No messaging, yeah. no yeah. nothing. That was it. Yeah, no <laughs> overthinking. Oh, what does this mean? He hasn't. No. Well, there's a great film, isn't yeah. there? He's really not that into you. Yeah. It's true, you know, and it, it can work both ways. It's. Yeah. I think that the one of the problems is that we allow things to run our brains rather than us thinking. I want to look and see what's happening in the news this morning, and and there's a lot of science that if you listen to something 50 times you will be much more impacted by it than if you listen to it once get the news and then you switch that off it doesn't mean that you're more effective or less affected but it really screws your head up and it it turns into almost like a repetitive thing it it can become really bad for our health unfortunately for all of us here you are leaving the other man you are returning to Devon, which obviously is a gorgeous place, and I don't blame you. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. Will you continue along this line, or might you start taking more photographs when you go back to Devon? I think I will very much continue in what I'm doing, but yes, I'm looking forward to doing a lot more photography, and I'm also looking forward to writing. Um, I've got a lot of things that I want to write, start writing some books, so I'm looking forward to that. And I think I love the idea of a new chapter and and because I coach a lot of people around midlife who feel stuck and they kind of think and and you suddenly get like a slap in the face and Christ I'm not immortal well you know how the heck did I get to this age and you realize you haven't got a lot of time left one of the reasons the move is happening because I thought I I just want to start this thing I don't want to get to three years time and think oh I wish I'd done that three years ago and we become I think we become much more conscious about our time and using it how we want to and it's exciting so yeah I'm I've had the most fantastic time here in the Isle of Man. I love it. It's a beautiful place. Got lots of great, great friends here who hopefully will come and visit me in Devon. Um, New holiday place to come and stay. And I'm sure I'll be back. Well, I know I'll be back. Um, Good. Last track of the week. What have we got? Oh, I had such... I just love this song. So it's Stairway to Heaven, but it's the live version. um, And it started with... This is a song about hope. And then as he goes on, we get this fantastic line. Does anybody remember Laughter? And there was a whole thing afterwards. He said, oh, I had lived or whatever. And that line, does anybody remember laughter? It just kind of is a bit of a thing in the face. We get so serious about stuff. Life's meant to be fun. Life's meant to be enjoyed. And we forget to laugh. We forget to play. We forget to have fun. Look at a child. They laugh and laugh. They fall over. They learn. To... It, it, we just forget all that. We're conditioned to be so flipping serious. So, And this is just one of the rock tracks of the world. Oh, yeah. Again, there's an awful lot of guitar going on in these <laughs> tracks, isn't there? Um, and Robert Plant, oh my God, if you watch the video of this, again, Vav goes back into the Vav Vavum with this. I mean, just an extraordinary... There's something so authentic about him in, the, in, the, in this song and just phenomenal guitar solo. I mean, just amazing. Well, we'll take a, a portion of it now. The whole thing will be on the podcast. I just want to look at this. Yes, this year, this recording... At Madison Square Garden is 50 years old My this God. year, I know. That makes me feel... I don't know what it makes me <laughs> but feel. But neither of us were there, so that's no, fine. That's fine. Exactly, and it is an absolute <laughs> classic version. Um, and, yeah, it's just fabulous. It's a smile. It's a feel-good version. Marianne, thank you for being on my tunes and safe travels. Thank you. I've loved being here, and thank you for asking me. I think this is a song of hope.
Good news, yes sir. 
Marianne McCourt, what a My Tunes selection. Thank you so much for joining us and very best wishes for your new adventures in Devon and do come back and see us soon. And I hope you can join me for the morning show, the Shaw Morning Show. Mark Tiley in the morning at manxradio.com every weekday, Monday to Friday, 9.30 until 12. And thanks again for popping in for the My Tunes podcast.